a wolf in sheep's clothing. You've likely heard that phrase your entire life. It's become cliche in books and film. But is this a trope or a grim reality of our world? The Duggar family was seen as wholesome, hardworking, an interesting caricature of family life for some, heroes for others. Millions of people watched their show on TLC. But beyond the cameras, there were dark secrets and a monster in the making named Josh. Welcome to Fact and Suspicion. I'm your host, Dan, here with my co-host, Ben. Hello. And today we're going to be discussing Josh Duggar and Joy. all of his terribleness, everything. I mean, there's there's a lot to him. <laughs> I don't know much about the case. I know he diddled kids, so. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it in, in a little bit. But I don't uh, know how many or how frequently or over what period of time. Yeah. But before we get started with that, though, there is something that I've realized. See, I've been like watching a lot of other podcasts, you know, and listening to. And there's something that we're doing very wrong in our podcast. What's that? Um, well, at this point in the podcast, we're not supposed to get right into the subject. Oh, are we supposed to ramble incoherently for a little while? Yeah, we should. Um, we're supposed to just like make some inane conversation, mm. like pretending to catch up with each other over the past week. Like we haven't been doing that for the last hour or so. While we're yeah, while ready. we're setting up. Right. Yeah, but right. but we're supposed to do it right here. Okay. Right? Well, hey, so how are you doing today, Daniel? I'm doing well. I, th- I think I could go ahead and like tell you some uh, some little like anecdotal thing about my kids, and you oh, could pretend oh, to be interested. Yeah, and I could tell you about the beer that I'm not drinking right now. Yeah, yeah, no, no. We're supposed to. Yeah, we, we should also you know, tell drinking them, beer is really cool. Daniel. We also need to tell them about the the beer uh, or coffee that we're drinking. Which, I, you know, I, we apologize, folks. I didn't know these things. It's, yeah. We're learning as we go. So you know, we we need to. We need to start covering all that right here. So I don't, I'm not really prepared for it today, but maybe going forward, like, do you guys think, like, what do you, the viewers, like, do you, do you, do you like it when people sort of just like talk about random no stuff? No one likes beginning? that, Daniel. Well, if you do, like, let us know, let us know, like, like put a comment, if you're watching on YouTube, like put a comment down there and say, Hey, I like that. Or no, I don't like that. Or I mean, the, the, I mean, the way we presented it, do they like inane, pointless well, conversation? I mean, you know, if you do you want us to sit here and like, you know, me like, Tell a story about my kids, or do we, you want us to get right into? There's something weirdly the meta about inane conversation about inane conversation. Well, yeah, maybe we've struck on something here. Maybe so. But, but maybe we should just do the damn podcast, though. How about that. that? We could do that. All right, let's uh, let's start by talking about like just the Duggar family and their fame, because they. I think it's infamy at this point. Though. Well, at this point, but. It was fame there for a while. Uh, now, a lot of people know them from their show, uh, 17 Kids and Counting, which became 18 Kids and Counting, and then 19 Kids and Counting. But like um, they actually changed the name of the show every did. kid? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they, it, but it started um, before they actually had a show. They had four um, specials that aired on TLC between 2004 and 2006. Right, you think a more static name would have been like, Lots of kids. Well, we'll see. They started the uh, the the special was fourteen children and pregnant again. That's weirdly specific. Yeah, well, yeah, it is. Uh, but so is seventeen kids and counting, right? An indeterminate number, large <laughs> number of children. 
But uh, well, they started with the specials, and then in um, doesn't quite have a ring to it, I don't think. No, but in two thousand eight, they 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 finally started their show, Seventeen Kids and Counting, and then every time they'd have another kid, they would change the name. And how of long it did to, this air? Uh, twenty fifteen. It was canceled in twenty fifteen because of Josh. Obviously, okay, yeah, and um, but they got super famous, and and basically the show, like I, I'm, most of you probably know a bit about it. I never watched the show until I was preparing for this episode. I still have watched it. It's not exactly the kind of TV I watch, but um, basically you have the parents, uh, Jim Bob Duggar. There's a Jim Bob Duggar. That's that is that's a name of an actual human being. Well, his name is is James Robert Duggar. Yeah, but uh, he goes by Jim Bob on the show. Everybody calls him Jim Bob, Uh, and Michelle is his wife, and. um, they actually had their, their first child, who was Josh, in 1988. And uh, the reason they decided to have so many children, uh, according to them, is that uh, after they had Josh, Michelle actually went on birth control. However, she actually got pregnant uh, while on the birth control and uh, then had a miscarriage. And they thought that was some sort of sign from God that they shouldn't like he, use the birth control. Like he smited their unborn child. Um, maybe because they used birth control. Yeah. So they decided they should just take as many children as the Lord decided to send them. They know how making kids work. Try it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, they, they know. Okay. Yeah. Um, making sure. And, uh, so yeah, they ended up just having like a lot of kids. They're very religious. Um, they claim to be independent Baptist, which, I mean, really with, um, I don't know if a lot of people know about this, but like around here, like a lot of super religious people, but basically anybody can claim to be like independent Baptist. You can't say like, oh, you're not independent Baptist because there's not really. Not any assigned uh, doctrine. Yeah, assigned doctrine. You can kind of make your own with that. Um, you know, some people claim that they are part of the Quiverful movement, which basically, you know, is, is, um, Lots a of group kids. of yeah, they have lots of children. They're, they're they're trying to have as many children as they can for the Lord. Uh, they say they are not a part of that movement, but I mean, it's there's not a lot of difference, you know. I, I mean, I mean, if you have a movement about having a lot of kids, I can see where yeah, having a lot of kids would confuse the right. issue. Um, but I mean, and growing up where we did, I can understand how like you have a lot of different denominations that are very similar. But people get really, um, they, they can get offended if you think they're part of the wrong denomination. Right. Um, so I can understand them saying, no, we're not a part of that because that maybe a little bit of their beliefs differ. But maybe some of our Catholic viewers don't understand this, but particularly in the South, uh, yeah. Protestants are divided into what, hundreds of denominations? Oh, yeah. Yeah, easily. And, With their own separate belief structures, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And they are really picky about who's who. Right. Uh, now, they would wear modest clothing. Uh, the girls would always wear dresses. Um, they were never supposed to uh, be able to show their thigh. The dresses have to come down below their knees. Did they wear makeup? Yeah, they, w- they will wear makeup. I never saw like the, the girls as children wear makeup, but Michelle did wear makeup. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, they, they did I know, not. Like, some like Church of God and like Free Holiness people around these parts. Yeah. They, they don't they wear don't makeup wear at makeup. all. Yeah. They're. This is not weird to us, anything about the this so far. So we, we know plenty of people that are like this. Um, that follow I mean, these we don't rules. know plenty of kids that. No, no, no. no, no. We're clear. talking about the, the like the rules they follow. Um, where it does get a little more strict of, of, of stuff that, you know, I 
we don't see a lot of, or I don't feel like we see a lot of around here is they don't let their children date. They, they have to practice uh, chaperoned courtships. At what age? Uh, I mean, at any age, pretty much like they, they, until you get married, you can't be alone with. You have to marry someone that you've never even been on a proper date with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, okay. they, you know, whenever they decide to let them start courting, until they're married, they they can't be alone with them. Do they at least get to pick their spouse? Supposed to, but it really seemed like with uh, Josh and his wife Anna that it was pretty much like an arranged marriage. That's a little creepy. Uh, oh, it really is. It really is. Yeah. Um. And uh, like I said, they they can never be alone with you know a girl or a boy. Um. The the girls have to keep long hair. Um, too bad they didn't have that rule for small children too. Yeah. Well, they actually like after. Well, we'll get into it a little bit, but they actually stopped letting their sons and daughters be alone together later after what Josh did, which is, I mean, ridiculous. Like, just because Josh is like that doesn't mean your other kids are going to abuse their right, siblings right. or whatever. Um, at any rate, yeah, it's just very conservative. Uh, Try to stay clean cut. Like in that first special, the girls all were in these dresses that honestly, they looked homemade. I can't say they were, but... When when your standards of modesty are to the point where you have to make your your daughter's clothing instead of buying it at the store, <laughs> it's it's a it's a bit much. I feel like more of a nineteen fifties motif. I mean, no worse than that. I mean, <laughs> the nineteen fifties. I mean, you could wear like something that would show your knees. I think, right? Oh wow, it's that bad. Yeah, it was just pretty bad. We're talking like dresses that go down to the floor, basically. Oh yeah, like the girls mostly wear just like ankle length. Sometimes you'd see like their like calves a little bit, but. Not much. <clears throat> uh, I think Michelle said, I, I, I want to say it was in that, that first special. She said that their clothing was designed to draw attention to their countenance. Okay. How how does she, that work exactly? I don't know. So there's nothing else to look at but your face, I guess. Uh, she used the word countenance. She actually said countenance. No, no. That, yeah, on television said countenance. That, dude, that's when you know that you have been reading too much Bible. Like, No offense, religious folks, but when you start... Like copying the language of like the King James version of the Bible. Yeah, maybe it's time to take a Jesus break. Yeah, you know, I mean, you have to be able to communicate with people with right everyday language. Like it just you come off sounding like you're a part of a cult. A, a lot of people would say this is a cult. Is it that bad? I've heard a lot of people argue it. I, I can't say because because it's a family. It's hard for me to say this is a cult. I mean, right but, now they sound like they're just ultra conservative and a little creepy. Mm. Well, I mean, that's, of course, foregoing the knowledge of the kid did. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, let's move on. Let's say a little bit more about the Duggars. Um, now, in that, that first uh, TV special, what was weird to me is they said in that special uh, there was no, they didn't have any TV or internet. But I don't know that really stuck because I do think they're able to watch TV and stuff later on. Um, I don't know why that was a rule at the, that time, because I know that in one of the episodes of 17 Kids and Counting that I, I managed to watch while I was researching this, they went to a Christian film festival. I bet that was a joy. Yeah. They watched Fireproof. I've never seen that movie, but I did see some of the, uh, that yeah. was the one with uh, God, Kurt Cameron. Kurt Cameron, right. One of the ones with Kurt Cameron. Uh, Jim Bob. the show he used to play in that I was just uh, trying to remember? I can't think of it right now. Um, was it Growing Pains? Growing Pains. Yeah, Growing it. Pains. Yep. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, I I never watched I, his can't, his sister. 
a sister a lot on on Full House. Oh but, yeah, yeah. She was uh, DJ. DJ. Man. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Kirk Cameron. He's in you know all the Christian movies. Not all of them, but the biggest ones. He was in uh, Left Behind. Right? Yeah, he was. And uh, Jim Bob actually said in that episode that Fireproof was the best movie ever made. I mean, I haven't, to be fair to old Jim Bob, I haven't seen Fireproof, so I can't give an opinion. But I, mean, I don't know. Did Jim Bob ever seen The Godfather? Something tells me that a low budget Christian film is probably not the greatest movie of all time. Like Casablanca. Yeah. Titanic. At any rate, though. Um, yeah, so you can kind of see how the, these are they're very conservative. Yeah, and they're very open about their religion on, on the show and stuff. Um, now, Jim Bob was actually a member of the Arkansas State House of Representatives from 1999 to 2003. Um, and he's run oh, so for they some... they had political clout in the town then. Yeah. Yeah, and, he, and he's run for some other political offices and failed uh, since then. Uh, he was also a realtor, and he owns several investment properties. I'm guessing um, his ability to win public office took a nosedive after the allegations came out. Well, he, he, he had failed for some public office before then, okay. but uh, he was actually when the child porn stuff was, was out, he, he was trying to run for, uh, for the state Senate. I don't know why in the world you try to run the state Senate in the middle of that, but obviously he lost. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I don't know why you do that. He tried to run for a, like a major public office in the middle of a child sex scandal. Yeah. Mm hmm. Like, that's the sort of thing that ends political careers, not yeah. begins them. Yeah. I guess he trusted in the Lord, sir. Uh, but at any rate, let's, let's go on about this. Uh, I'm getting sidetracked. I haven't really gotten into the everything Josh has done yet. That a lot of you probably know if you're on the news. Uh, now, in the show, you know, they would... Oh, another thing is they, they had no debt. Yeah, Jim Bob and Michelle. He said they'd made a commitment to not go into debt, so they just saved their money and like if they need a car, they just bought it outright. Which I mean, they it seem to fiscally like, responsible. Well, yeah, but they, I mean, they <laughs> they lived very frugally, and you would see that in the um, in their day to day life in the show because the show is mostly about how you manage a family of 14, 17 children, whatever. Right? I mean, in some ways, I, I, I imagine that just being frugal is a, just a byproduct of their like ultra conservative lifestyle, right? I would say so, but I mean, if, I mean you, if you're not allowed to have any fun, it seems like you'd spend less money. Yeah. Well, they, um, it showed them take a grocery trip at one point and they had, I don't know, like four or five buggies, carts. If you're not from the South, I probably shouldn't say <laughs> buggy, uh, four or five carts, uh, full of stuff. And they were in, it looked like Aldi. I, I can't say it was Aldi, but probably Aldi just filling these up. Right. So like hundreds of dollars worth of groceries. Uh, well, it was, about, I think it was $850 a thumb ring up in that one. And that was, you know, you have to think about, though, like in this day and age, like that'd be a lot more. Because that was back in 04. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't realize the show was that old. Excuse me. Oh, I think this was, oh, well, this was the the first special I'm talking about where they, they, they did that grocery shopping. But that was in, uh, that was in 04, I believe. And they had five shopping carts full of stuff, about $800. But you have to understand like that these days, I, I feel like now it'll be over a thousand dollars easy. Probably you know, so. Like, like 1500. Uh, but yeah, they, so they, but they were picking and choosing stuff though. Like buying a lot of canned goods. Um, like, they seem to live frugally. Right. Um, they did have a, like a, a 
bust. They all rode places on them, which is crazy, but they had to have it. Um, they, but you know, a lot of it too was seeing how they manage everything. And you have to wonder, you know, how do two people manage, you know, how do they parent 14 children? I mean, the logistics aside, I have no idea how you would do any of that. Well, it seems almost impossible. Yeah, let me, let me, two people. Let me go into it because they, they detail that. They detail it. Uh, and they use a, a buddy system, uh, which, as far as I can tell, basically means that you don't Children are taking them. care of the children. The children are parenting the children. That's what that much. sounds yeah. like. Um, uh, according to according to the, the special on TLC, uh, every child has, every smaller child has an older child that's a buddy. Um, and they kind of look out for them, everything, make sure they get where they're going, you know, make sure they don't get lost in places. Just anything they need, the buddy takes care of, right? And, uh, and you know, the parents said that... Uh, Jim Bob is Michelle's buddy, which means Jim Bob ain't doing crap. <laughs> you so know what I mean? Like, their their idea of parenting is basically just delegating it to the older delegating. children. They use the term delegating. That's what they do. They delegate. Uh-huh. Uh, Michelle said she would be, whenever they have a new baby, she would be its buddy until it was weaned. And then, and then another child would be its, then, you know, whoever's turn it was to get a buddy would take over. But um, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, a nightmare and poor parenting. Right? Like to me, it seems like poor parenting. I, mean, you're I just not that involved. No, I don't know how you parent that many children. Well, you don't have that many children out there. Excuse me. If a lot, if you have large families out there, I don't mean to be offensive, but I feel like, especially the way they're doing it, and it just sure you see Jim Bob in the show, like with the kids, but like it just seems like Jim Bob goes out and works, and Michelle is left with all these kids, and like one woman with. At the time fourteen children gets up to nineteen children. Well, what's she going to do? I mean, how could how could two people, particularly in that situation, it's mostly the mother, give that many children the love and support they need? Yeah, it's it's just it's not possible, right? And uh, Michelle was also like running the homeschooling. Oh, these kids didn't go to school; they were homeschooled. Like some of these things seem really dark in hindsight, knowing where this story's headed. Yeah, no, they really do. Like in hindsight, it's 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 rough. You. You've got to think that they were ignoring a lot of stuff, you know, like a lot of a lot of signs that they should have seen. I mean, a lot of early childhood development just seems like the parents would be have to be absent for just because how many other responsibilities they have. Exactly, exactly. And when you're homeschooling all the children, I mean, that's that's going to be your main job, right? Like you're, you're trying to figure out like how to get this person through this math problem or you know, whatever they're working on at the time. I know they used like a Christian program. So. Was their goal was to, to make these children as socially awkward as humanly possible? I don't think that was their goal, but I mean, you know, that's got to be a, a byproduct. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the only real socialization they have is with their church groups. And, and a lot of what I've seen, they were having church in the home with like other people coming over to their house. So was one of them a preacher or did they know one or? I didn't see a preacher, to be honest with you. I'm sure there were times there was a preacher that had church, but it seemed like, you know, a lot of times, you know, like Jim Bob is kind of in charge of the religion they're all getting to. So it's, it's, it's really, when you look at it that way, it's dangerous because you should, you would at least want to have like an outside influence on what everyone's being taught, right? It shouldn't all so. be within, I don't feel like it should all be within the family because you're making sort of a, I don't want to say a toxic environment, but it's like a breeding ground to be a toxic environment, right? It, I mean, it opens a, it up for that. I have a hard time here. I mean, I think public education is is, is obviously a very good thing. Like the more educated people, the more 
upward mobility. But at the same time, I, I hate telling parents what they have to teach their well, children. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that necessarily just about the schooling. But I mean, when you have the school and church happening in the house, it seems like it's a really closed off environment. Oh yeah, I mean, they, I think insularity was kind of the point, right? Well, obviously, but it's just it seems dangerous, right? I, maybe hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But yeah, like, like I said, it just it's, it all does seem a little dark in mm-hmm. hindsight, knowing where the and yeah, I mean, if you homeschool your kids, that's great. I'm not saying that's a problem, but I mean. They didn't even, a lot of times weren't even going to a church. They were having church in their home. So I felt like these kids weren't getting out, weren't seeing other people. I mean, sure, they would go out with their parents and go do stuff, but you're still under that umbrella of your parents. Do you really see how, you know, your regular people live? I mean, socialization is one of the primary benefits to young children of mm-hmm. public school. Yeah. Like, they're not learning much at that age, right? No, I know. And, and that's that's one reason. I mean, you're learning basic social skills, not math or Reading, no, you know, and I started a child the pre-K this year, you know, like in the middle of COVID because I thought like she really needs to get out there because she's, I mean, this child was, you know, born during a pandemic or not born during, but it was but growing lived up during a, a pandemic, you know, like she hasn't been around that many kids her age. She needs to be, so, you know, we sent her there and I think that's important, right? But yeah, I mean, that's not the same for everyone, but they're living in this house, which it, it, it starts a pretty small house, actually. Um, it only had two bathrooms. And Two bathrooms for that many people? One water heater. It wasn't on demand. It was a regular water heater. Oh, holy God. That in itself That would me, be insufferable. Is that not child abuse? Like, I mean, there's no way that they could people, all get a hot shower. 16 people need to shower. I, I don't even know how they did that. Like, just from a logistics standpoint, I don't know how they managed I mean, that. they had a schedule post. I think it was up on the refrigerator or something of, like, like who gets to shower a, when and stuff. But I guess you basically have to. What else are you going to do? And the way, I mean, you're running the household, but Michelle's not actually running the household. I mean, she's delegating, but delegating. Not, she's not doing laundry or cleaning the house, right? Like, that's every child has a jurisdiction, and that jurisdiction is their jobs. Like, this kid cleans these rooms. This kid cleans these rooms. Must be some pretty small districts of 19 kids in a two-bathroom house. Right. Well, uh, this kid cleans this bathroom. This kid cleans that bathroom. This kid does the laundry. Right. All the while they have their buddies they're taking care of. Right. So that's way too much responsibility for children. I agree. I agree. Do you have any idea like how old the you had to be to be a buddy? Was there like a, a I don't some have age that. requirement here? Exactly. I think it had more to do with what ages they had available at the time. Right. That's not an answer to that question. That's not an answer to the question. So I don't know there's actual I don't think there's an actual number. Like okay. cause I don't know what the exact number is, but at some number, it becomes child abuse. It has to be, right? Yeah. We're not if talking you're about leaving one child in the care of another child. Yeah. Yeah. And that's special, too. I don't know what exactly happened, but I know Michelle and Jim Bob went to that grocery trip, right? And she said, I'm going to take the older kids with me to get, I think she said the eight oldest to go grocery shopping. I was like, well, who's watching the little ones? I don't know if somebody came by or what, but. That first special, that 14 children pregnant again, that's that's what she said. Was Jim Bob home with them? No, Jim Bob was shopping. What happened to the children? I don't know. I hope she like left one of the older kids home. I don't know. I don't know what they did. Or maybe a babysitter came over. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, they didn't say. That seems like important information to know where like the nine babies are. <laughs> well, like, well, six children are missing. One. There's 14 children in this one. She said she's going to take the eight oldest. So he had six left. Hopefully somebody came over. I don't know. 
I don't know. I mean, it was, this was a TLC special. It's not like they give details. It seems like right TLC away. to put some thought into that. Like Maybe people would wonder where the babies went. <laughs> you know, at the time, I don't think people are questioning everything the Duggars do, right? Like, like they're not under this microscope at the time. Like, they are now where everyone was. This saw stuff, happened. this shit is weird independently of, jo- of whatever Josh did. I am not arguing that. Like, That's, you, you don't need the hindsight the, of knowing Josh is a kid diddler to say that this shit is weird. No, no. And I mean, that's why I wanted to get into this before I really got into all of what Josh Duggar did, because this stuff is strange. And I, I feel like that should be pointed out. I mean, if this was the environment he grew up with, I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now, um, in 2006, this is when this actually starts to come to light. Uh, the Duggars are supposed to go on Oprah. And an anonymous source uh, called the show and the Arkansas Arkansas, <laughs> uh, Arkansas Child Abuse Hotline. Let's pronounce that. And they informed them that Josh Duggar had a past history of child sex abuse. Okay. When they said past history, had this been reported at some point? Like, had there been a police report yet? <sighs> That's where it gets a little cloudy because sort of. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, the producers of the show went ahead and contacted authorities about this as well. And the police started investigating the Duggars, investigating Josh Duggar. Now, here's what turns out had happened. Uh, Josh Duggar, between 2002 and 2003, he would have been, you know, 14, 15 at this time. Okay. Had uh, molested four of his sisters and one babysitter. Um, this was like a... a like most of it appeared to be uh, while the girls were asleep, he was, um, you know, touching them in their genital area and their breasts. And um, how old was the babysitter? We don't know. The, the babysitter we do not know about. Uh, we don't have the details. She never on that. came forward. We don't actually know about all the sisters either. We, we A lot of that stuff was redacted in the police reports. Okay. Um, so we don't know. We know one was as young as five. Um, and he was, you know, 14, 15. Um, it's 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 really bad, really bad. And, and this is not just like on top of the clothes stuff either. There was, um, according to the report, there was um, penetration of a finger. Oh dear God! So, and when did the parents learn about this? Uh, in two thousand three, um, it was you know Jim, Bob, and Michelle came to their attention. Um, now, um, as far as I I understand, uh, one of the girls told them. Okay. And uh, according to Jim, Bob. He was disciplined at home. And then, you know, it happened again. And it was like three different times Josh ended up admitting to Jim Bob that, you know, he had done this stuff. Did they honestly think that they could discipline? Well, we don't know exactly. Uh, Initially, we don't even know what kind of discipline it was. But we do know that Jim Bob ended up speaking to uh, some church members about it, you know, some of the elders or whatnot, uh, and discussing it with them. And uh, Josh was enrolled in uh, supposed to be a counseling program that included manual labor uh, that was part of the Institute in Basic Life Principles. But I'm guessing this is probably not a very scientifically sound organization. It's it's very much faith-based. It was started by a man named Bill Gothard, who actually in 2014 was accused of a lot of uh, sexual assault and harassment. So... Good company. Yeah. Um, but no one ever recommended outside professional counseling for this kid? 
I mean, you're talking to people in church. What do you expect them to recommend? Like, they're not going to, like, I, in these very conservative churches, they're never going to say, seek professional counseling. They're going to say, he needs prayer. He needs the Lord. I, I know that. It's just, you know? it's really depressing to hear. Because you would think that the more severe the crime gets, yeah, or the behavior, mm-hmm. the more likely you would be to suggest, well, he, look, he needs help we can't give him here. Right. Um, and but I, I guess that'd be kind of like admitting that he needs help that Jesus can't give. Um, I don't know that. I mean, honestly, like, I'm not sure who can give this kind of help, honestly. Like, I don't know that you can reform that sort of behavior out of people. I mean, maybe out of a child, I mean, but he's not like a little child at this point. By you the know? time your sexual desires start to form, mm-hmm. like, what are you going to do? And you have to wonder, it's like... something you have almost no control over. You have to wonder, though, did this start even before then? Like, you know, you know, a lot of this is supposed to happen when the girls were sleeping. Was this started before then, and, and the, the, they never they knew? Just knew didn't they know didn't realize? Him. Very possible. I mean, when he was even younger? I mean, this is stuff that, you know, the parents need to be looking out for, but... And was there ever any sort of investigation, any attempt to, to find out when the earliest that it started? Well, we did have a police investigation. Now, let me get into that. Um, now, one thing I do want to say about, before we move on to that, this Institute and Basic Life Principles, that, you know, the, the place he went, which was some sort of counseling program, supposed to have manual labor as well. Michelle actually referred to that at some point, is that he went to stay with a family friend and did some construction work. So, <laughs> I, I like you have to wonder, like, you know... That's I, euphemistically putting it. Yeah, like, what, what exactly kind of program is this? And if you go through some of the literature for the Institute and in Basic Life Principles, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, if a girl gets sexually assaulted, she needs to look at what she was wearing and who she was hanging out with and that Aww. kind of thing. So... It was just a lot of victim blaming, you know, so you got to wonder what he was getting told there, right? You know, it was... I don't know that I want to know what he was told there. No. Particularly when, like, was this the same organization where the the guy was... Yeah. Had sex crimes himself? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, he was never convicted of anything. He was was accused Accused of assault, harassment, stuff like that, yeah. So, I mean, what's what's he being told? Like, is he going here and, and these guys are like, now, hey, Josh, we know it wasn't your fault. That I mean, kind of thing, sh- like your sister shouldn't have been wearing that while she was sleeping. Yeah, yeah, is it that kind of thing? Like you got to wonder, is that what they're saying to him? Because you know these these people are th- these people do not need to be counseling on that kind of thing. Okay, obviously, no, obviously not. Obviously. So what are they even saying to him? What kind of counseling is he getting? This he he needed some professional help here, and you know just I mean, Jim did, Bob, they, did they really think that they were going to like manually work? Like pedophilic urges out of him. Well, I mean, they probably see it as the same way of like working the gay out of him. I mean, like you know, like like they do the same thing for who homosexuality. That, I mean, I know, but who thinks to themselves, "Oh, well, we found our kid molesting our daughters." Manual labor. Like, I don't. How do those pieces fit together? I, I understand. And, and by the way, I was not trying to equate pedophilia with homosexuality. I was just saying that they, they had these same kind of programs. Right. I, this, I think they got In the religious that. thing. At least I hope they like, yeah. Um, Otherwise, you just got us canceled. But. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no. Um, definitely did not mean it that way. It's just that it's, it's crazy the kind of programs and what they think that they're doing with prayer in this type of counseling, right? Uh, but moving on. So, so when... So Jim Bob also took him 
to an Arkansas state trooper uh, to speak with a state trooper, right? Like a scared straight sort of thing? Yeah, exactly. And the guy's name was Officer Joseph Hutchins, uh, who was... Jim Bob referred to him as a family acquaintance. And this... Um, this was just like he gave him a stern talking to about it and like you need to change your life and stuff. I don't again, how is this gonna help? Well, it's, son, I've learned through long years of solid police work not to fuck kids. Now that's I mean, that seems like pretty solid sound advice. Like, advice you would know, right? It's funny you say that. You know where uh Hutchins is now? Oh dear God. Please tell me he's not in prison for child molestation. He's in prison for child pornography. Lovely. And this was the guy this counseling the guy, Josh. The counseling. We didn't really counsel him. He's supposed to give him this scared straight talk. But beyond the scared straight talk, something that this did, possibly inadvertently, possibly Jim Bob knew what he was doing. I don't know. But when they talked to the state trooper, this started the statute of limitations of three years on being able to press any charges against Josh for that. So in 2006, when Oprah's show contacts authorities about it, that statute of limitations is passed. So even though police There's a statute of limitations for molestation? Well, three years from when it's reported to police. Right. Why is there a statute of limitations for child molestation? There are, I think it's just a lot of things have statute of limitations of three years of after it's reported to police so that police will have to charge you I mean, I don't think within three years. Murder, I'm not saying murder or rape. They don't have... Statute of limitations, do they? Uh, in, in certain states, yeah, they do. Uh, rape Christ. especially. I, I don't know about murder. Uh, but a lot of sex crimes have statutes of limitations. Just, I don't know why. It's it's really strange because, you know, a lot of those people don't like to speak up about these things. Right? Yeah, of course. Uh, now, granted, though, once it's reported to police, someone has spoken up about it. But you've still got to, I mean, it takes years to build cases on stuff like this sometimes. So do you think part of the reason that they went, I mean, obviously part of it is just faith, right? The reason they went the religious counseling angle, you think part of it was just public shame? They were afraid that, it, that if this got out, it would ruin them? Possibly. Was there yeah, a desire was, to keep this hush-hush? Uh, this was before the show, but this was you know during uh, Jim Bob's state political career. Right. So there probably is a, a, a desire to keep it you know under wraps. Uh, now again, I don't know how much of it is that, and how much it's just they were religious people, and they always were going to right. use religious counseling. It's it's really hard to say, uh, though he it's so thus far, at least two of his so called counselors or two of the solutions involved adults who were also guilty of sex crimes or accused of sex crimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know how involved Bill Gothard was in the actual. You know, like the the rehab program or whatever you want to call this, right? But he it was it was set up by a you know a foundation that he started and he was the head of, right? So, right. Now there are police reports about this in 2006, obviously, and you start getting whispers about this, right? Uh, it's it's like a rumor that uh, that Josh Duggar has has abused children before, and but, this is before the article. Yeah, this is way before the article. Because uh, that doesn't actually come out until 2015. Okay. In Touch Weekly um, gets a hold of the police reports, and they do a big article about it. And it comes out, you know, Josh has abused some of his siblings uh, when they were very young. And, you know, all this information we would talk about basically comes out at that point. Uh, so 19 Kids in Counting gets canceled. 
And Josh actually had to uh, resign his uh, position with the uh, Family Research Council, with their PAC, actually. But uh, it was called uh, FRC Action, Uh, because obviously you're not not going to be a family figure after you've used children. And um, so at that point, um, uh, Jill and Jessa. There's two of the sisters. These are two of his sisters and two that were confirmed to uh, have been abused by Josh. Uh, they actually went and did an interview with Megan Kelly and, and defended Josh and said that they felt like what he did wasn't really that bad, that, you know, everybody was calling him a pedophile and stuff like that. And they felt like they could defend him because they were victims. And they felt like all this media attention since the police reports were released was worse than the, the abuse they went through as children. Were they defending him? They were defending him. Yeah. Um, did they deny the molestation? No, or? no, 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 no. They did not deny it. They, they said just, the molestation happened. Were they just downplaying it then? They were just saying that they did not feel like uh, Josh was you know, as bad a person as he was being portrayed in the media. Because you know, this has happened as a child and he went through treatment and then they everything was fine after that. That's what they said. Uh, so they actually you know, put themselves out there and defend him. Uh, and they said they were, I mean, they felt victimized by the police reports in the article. That's what they said. Um, sounds more like Stockholm syndrome than maybe, maybe they just felt like they had to defend their brother. Maybe they felt like they had to defend their, their, I won't say their brand, but their ability to like make money off the show. Right. I, I'm not saying that. Right. I'm not, it could have been that, that it could have been, been anything. Insane. Right. They had to have known at that point it was over. Like you don't come back from child molestation. Right. Well, I mean, tell me they didn't come back from that. Right. Josh didn't. Did but the rest of the show continue then? They canceled 19 Kids and Counting, but then they started a new sort of spinoff show uh, called Counting On. Initially, it was Jill and Jessa Counting On, and it was supposed to follow their families in sort of like, I guess you could say the aftermath of of the of this coming out about Josh. Dug fallout. Like how they, you know, how they, they dealt with it. Um, but it started, it included more of the family, you know, and it was more about, you know, their lives and and, and and the children are building families now, you know, stuff like that. And th- and that show goes on, you know, for, for a long time. Um, now, later in 2015, though, um, does everyone remember the big Ashley Madison data breach? I do. Uh, so if anyone's not familiar with Ashley Madison, this is a, a dating website for adults that actually advertises itself as being specifically for extramarital affairs. Seems like a really strange business model. Yeah, it it is, but apparently it worked. But you know, some hackers um, got all of the data and released it of all these customers they had. Right, well, one of their customers was Josh Duggar, and at that point, um, you know this this he's in the media again. This guy has two Ashley Madison accounts. One of them he actually uh, paid two hundred fifty dollars extra when he started this account and uh, Ashley Madison gave him a money back guarantee that he have, he'd have an affair in three months. A money back guarantee of an affair. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't really know exactly how this website worked. I don't know. I mean, I guess it was about time someone monetized adultery, whatever. Uh, but you know, Josh Duggar's like, now, you know, that in and of itself, if you don't have any of this other stuff, Josh Duggar done, I would say it would be inconsequential. 
Like I well, wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't give the guy a hard time about it. Like maybe like, because he's it's a knock on your character, obviously. Well, maybe because he's such a conservative family figure, or he was before. Might be a little hypocritical. That would be you know, it's, it's hypocritical. This is just like building on, right? Showing like where Josh Duggar's going. And at this point, he comes out publicly and admits that you know he's cheated on his wife and he's addicted to pornography. Oh, there, there's some admissions. Yeah, he doesn't mention anything about the whole kid fucking. No, nothing about that. But he, he admits that he is he has cheated on his wife and he's addicted to pornography. And at this point, like you know, it starts to look kind of rough on like Jill and Jessa, who really stuck their necks out for him, right? Like his victims <laughs> take up for him, and all of a sudden he's like back in the media for doing crap like this again. Did we hear from his wife during this point? And- yeah, and you know, she's always stuck by him. She's like, oh, you know, like he- she stood by him even after the. Oh yeah, she's still standing by him after the child pornography. Mm-hmm. Really? We'll get to that in a little bit, but I mean... Does she deny that it happened? or No, no but... Um, okay, something's not clicking here. Stands by him, but knows that it took place. You have to understand, this is... Um, like, I get denial. Like, you, it never happened. He's innocent. That I get, but... No, sure, he fucks kids. But, but that doesn't make him a bad person. Okay, that's not... I don't think that's exactly what she's saying, but... You have to understand this is, or there's a few factors in this, right? Actually, I mean, let's cover that after we get to his charges. Like, can we do that? Maybe we're just too hard on let's, kid fuckers. As let's, a society, um, man. let's cover Anna's um, standing by him after we after we actually get to his. Let's, let's actually get to him. Getting like a proud Nambla member. No, I, we'll talk about it. Okay, because uh, I'm not I'm taking a, up for. I'm it. having a hard time. I'm not agreeing with Anna. I'm just saying I think there's a lot of factors that make her do that. Okay. Uh, now, all right. So after that, he 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 checks into a treatment facility known as Reformers Unanimous, which is also faith based. Uh, you know, like I guess for like porn addiction or sex addiction stuff like that. And he he gets their treatment about that. Uh, and then let's just fast forward on up to 2021. Okay, April 29th, 2021. This is when he gets arrested by the U.S. Marshals for receiving and possessing child pornography. Jesus Christ. Uh, now, do we know how much of it he had? A lot, a lot. I, I don't have an exact amount, but there's a lot, and it was like extremely offensive. Like, like you have like, like child porn is like up here. It is terrible, but he was like the up here like stuff, like like stuff involving infants and torture and stuff. And I don't like, want when you have to start talking about child porn in degrees of horrific. Like, he, he was like at the top. Holy shit. Um, okay. There, there were, there were, um, there were federal agents that said this was like one of the worst collections of child porn he's ever seen in his life. Like one of the most disturbing. Can you imagine being one of those detectives and having to oh, having God, that no. shit I, seared I into your eyeballs? I couldn't do that kind of work. It's hard enough for me to talk about like Josh Duggar doing this stuff. Like I, I can't imagine having to go through his computer and see what he'd done. But um, what what he had done is um he there was installed in his computer there was this program called Covenant Eyes, and that was uh, supposed to alert Anna to any time he saw pornographic material. I don't know if this was part of his treatment uh, plan from the the pornography addiction or if I mean a lot of uh, super conservative households have the same software. It's not just reporting stuff; it's supposed to kind of filter out bad stuff on the internet, right? But what he did to get around this is he um, he installed a a petition in his hard drive, 
so that he could run half, you know, like basically half the hard drive off Windows, which is where that was, and the other half of the hard drive would would run off of Linux, which had so no. So you were saying a partition, software. a partition, yeah. Okay, I thought you said a petition for a second. A, par- a like, partition. That- Sorry if I, I okay blurred that. A partition, yeah. He partitioned his hard drive. So he was running Linux to running Linux to uh, to do his child porn stuff, so that the Covenant Eyes thing couldn't detect it. Yeah. Uh, well, now, now just because Covenant Eyes was installed, that doesn't necessarily mean that Anna was suspecting this beforehand. Because right, because it could have been any other. Because he said he had a, porno, a yeah. por- pornography addiction, right? So. It could have been part of his treatment from the the facility he went to. Could to conceivably have been adult pornography. She was worried about. Could, conceivably, yeah, or it could have just been like something they had installed, you know, just to to filter out bad parts of the internet, right? right? Stuff like that. But you know, obviously, he found a way around that and was using Linux and had this enormous collection of. Terrible, do we know how he was getting it and from whom? That I do not have that information. Uh, I hope they know so they can nail that Shut person that down. Uh, yeah, and you know, then he was convicted in December 9th, twenty twenty one. Still awaiting sentencing now. Supposed to be sentenced April fifth of twenty twenty two. Um, but at he the, was at the, found guilty. He was found guilty of of of. Uh, receiving and possessing child pornography. How long did it take the jury? I honestly do not know. I don't think it was very long. I mean, the evidence was overwhelming. It was right? overwhelming evidence. Yeah, there's there's nothing really to it. Uh, I think it was mostly just, um, you know, deciding, you know, the charges and whatnot, what he's guilty of. I mean, just, you know, like they've got to do basic, like, clerical work in there saying this charge, this charge, that charge. But do we know uh, what. Like what the sentence could be, what the range is for this. Very sort of thing. likely, it's going to be uh, up to twenty years. It, it says now the, the, what I read is up to twenty years and two hundred fifty thousand dollars per charge, and he's found guilty of receiving and possessing. But um, the the possession is seen as a lesser crime than receiving. I don't know why. That, that seems, seems to me weird. Like the same level of of messed right. up to me, right? Uh, but the law makes weird distinctions sometimes. Though, so. Yeah, so you probably you probably get like twenty years, um, which, like, I, I honestly, I, I don't, I don't think for, and I think this is probably true of most, uh, of most sex crimes. There's really, there's really no way to rehabilitate these sorts of people, particularly when it's when it's pedophilic urges. No, no, like this, for one, like he should never be around a child again. No. Now, when he was released, like you know, on bond, it was under condition that he could not be around children. He could be around his own children, but only when his wife is present. But otherwise, he can't be around children. He he couldn't live in the house with his wife. Was he registered as a sex offender at this point? I don't think he had. He would have to register until, like, I think that's part of being convicted. Okay, I don't think you have to actually register until, like, just for being charged. Right, Right, right. Um. And probably won't even be until until after the sentencing. I assume that I think I think with sentencing they they actually determine how long you have to be registered, which you'd think it'd be for life, but a lot of people don't register for life. So I, I really don't know the intricacies of that. I mean, I would prefer if we just <clears throat> took off a lot of the minor shit that we make people uh, go on those lists for, and just keep the kid fuckers on it for a lifetime. Yeah. I mean, I would hope he'll be on it for a lifetime. I assume he would be. But then again, this is Josh Duggar. I mean, like, I understand why the the way the system currently is that 
people would come off the list at some point. Yeah. Like, if you get pulled over by the cops for urinating in public, you can get put on that same list. Yeah. Well, I think this guy, even if, if he did come off, I mean, this is a famous face, right? So right. he will be branded as this forever, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, everyone will know to stay away from him. But the the problem I find in it is that, like, you know, is his church going to forgive him again and let him be around kids in the future? You know, Do we know what role the church played other than uh, there was the one program that he, he went to, right? Yeah. It yeah. was church-related, right? Uh I'm not going to say that. Like, do you think his religion had anything to do with covering up? Yeah, with covering. I don't up think the, they had anything to do with covering it up. As in as much as like, sure, I think they should have reported this, like when the people in church found out about it, right? Instead of just like saying, "Oh yeah, he needs to go to like a, a faith based rehabilitation." I, I, that's that's a bunch of bull. But you know. I think these it's also, people but in the church, it's also what you'd probably expect for a church. Yeah, I, I think these people in the church maybe thought they were doing something right. Okay. Now, um, something I've had trouble corroborating, but I've, I've read some reports of, is there's actually someone from the church that reported him to the state and to the Oprah show. Well, good. I mean, what um, they, it was a crime. I yeah. Mean, I realized they were also trying to get help for him, but. It was still a crime. Mm. Well, apparently one of the the victims, I don't know if it's one of his sisters or, or the babysitter, I think it's one of his sisters, had written about this on a piece of paper and then like left it inside of one of their books. And that book was later loaned out to another member of the church. And that church that member read it and was like, oh, I've got to report this. Like she wrote about what Josh was doing to her? Yeah. How old was she at the time? We don't know. I'm not, I don't know which okay. one it was. So we don't know how old. Um, but... You know, thankfully, someone reported it because if that hadn't happened, we would have never found out about this. That was basically the catalyst for the entire thing, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah, if if the person had not called Oprah and and you know called the state of Arkansas about that, uh, that would never been a police report. There wouldn't have been a police report for In Touch Weekly to report on. So at this point, as as famous or infamous as his case has become, do we think all of the victims have come forward now? Or are there others? Like you mentioned a babysitter at one point. Yeah, do we know, we who, don't that know is? who that is. We don't know who that is. Then how do we know that it happened? Well, it was in the police report, but the name was redacted. Oh, okay, okay. I got you, I got you. Yeah. So, you know, that person, from anything I found, has never come forward. Uh, so we don't know. And there could be other victims we just don't know about. Right. Uh, now, and as far as, and like I said, I think the church, sure, they may have inadvertently helped cover it up. I think... Um, I hate to think that they would try to cover something like that up, right? I, I hate to think that someone, I, and I wouldn't put it past his dad. I mean, I think they can rationalize it in ways that would it would seem alien to us, but perfectly yeah. normal to them, right? Well, again, like, would you think about? Like, let's think about his parents, though, right? I can kind of understand them not wanting to call the cops about this. Like, I'm, I'm not saying it's I mean, right. It's still, your kid, but are you going to call the cops on your kid, right? I mean. I mean, I think you have to in this circumstance. I think you but, have to, especially if another child's the victim. Right. I mean, you you have to protect your other children. What are you going to do, right? But I would say at the very, at the very, like, least, th- this was enabling him. Right? And what, they, they were three separate occasions where the parents discovered this? That he had done this? Oh, uh, well, he, he admitted it to Jim Bob on three different occasions. I don't know if he was, if someone else told Jim Bob every time and Jim Bob confronted him how that worked exactly. 
But yeah, three different occasions. And after that third he one, never, he never once went to the police, other than the whole scared straight incident. Just the one state trooper guy. Yeah. And that was an official police business, right? It was an official police business. And that, here's the crazy thing, is that that police officer legally, you know, he he was, um, he was a, uh, by being a police officer is a, what they call it, a mandated reporter. I think it is that, that if you, if someone reports child abuse to you, you legally have to report that to the state. Oh, and right. he didn't. And he didn't. So I, I feel like that shouldn't have actually started the statute of limitations because that police officer failed to do his duty. It's a fair point, but it was, you know, that was like a, a loophole, but you, you've got to understand you've got this like religion that he's in. That's, it seems to be very patriarchal. Yeah, of course. Um, and it's one of those things where I, I can't say that, you know, they're teaching him out of the Bible that, you know, when when a girl gets gets raped, it's her own fault. But you can't say that that doesn't happen a lot in these very conservative. Um, I mean, they probably wouldn't put it in those words. No, but, they wouldn't put it in those words. But, but yeah, but ultimately that is sort of the. Yeah, they'll say something like, well, See what she was wearing, you know, stuff like that. See who she's hanging out with. Yeah, well, it's it's that kind of thing that gets taught, and you know, obviously, this gives this this kid who already is obviously having terrible thoughts something of a green light. To something continue. of a green light, right? Like, I can see that. Yeah, and and not to mention, like he's in this position of power over the rest of his siblings because he's the oldest one, and they pretty much just let the kids parent each other, right? Yeah, that worked out well. Yeah, yeah, like 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 Michelle said later on that um that they um you know after after he got back from his treatment they stopped letting um they stopped letting like a, a male and female sibling be alone together they couldn't go off play hide and seek together and um crap like that what did they think it was contagious yeah yeah I don't know it's like like you know. Like, a, a brother and sister shouldn't not be able to play hide-and-seek because... one of your kids is a sick fuck. I mean, he's, he's, he's basically a monster in training. Right? Yeah. How um, old was he at this point? 15 or 16? He was he was, he was was 14 when it started. Uh, between 14 and 15 while it was happening. You know, the, the reports we have, anyway. So he wasn't molesting them while the show was going on? or uh, It was or supposed to have been, been over by that point. Okay. Like, 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 we don't have reports of that happening after the show started. So we're not... We're not, I'm not saying that the TLC camera crew missed out on some signs. Or right, anything, right, right. Right. But, but definitely, um, they were still living in this tiny house, right? They still had two bathrooms. Okay. I mean, you've got two bathrooms and you've got one kid that's could be molesting your other kids. Jesus. I mean, you know, this kid needs to go stay with an aunt or something or a cousin, you know, with, where no kids are. He needs know? to be in an institution. Well, I'm just saying, if you want to handle it like with a religious, you know, just in the family, send him away from your other kids. Preferably don't do that, though, and get professional help. No, I, I agree. Uh, I mean, though, I, I understand that was probably never on the table for these people. It's just not how they thought, I mm-hmm. imagine. But now I want to circle back around because we we're talking about Josh's wife, Hannah. Right. right? right. Um, now, I cannot fathom standing by someone after this terrible child pornography is found. On his computer, he's obviously been accessing this. Now, again, I can understand it if your position is he didn't do it, he's innocent. Right. I, right? I can understand some never heard delusional spouse. It's it's more along the lines of 
God put me with this man. This is where I'm supposed to be. I'm going to stand so by him. She has some sort of religious mandate. Yeah. To well, support a kid. She's fucker? been taught her entire life, though, that you don't divorce your husband no matter what. Even if he's diddling kids. I, I, I mean, I don't know if that's part of the curriculum. Okay. But it seems like Jesus would have, like, there'd be like a loophole there, right? Yeah. Like, no divorce unless kid diddling. Well, there's another thing that's really backwards. See, you got to look at like, like I mean, isn't adultery are, usually a, a a recognizable reason for divorce in, in even like strict religious households? I think it is if the woman does it. Oh shit, that's right. But not if the man does. You're right. Like 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 in these kind of super conservative like patriarchal religions. I'm not saying this about everyone's religion. I am not saying this at all. But you have some of these where like like the men are basically just. Immune from any rules in the marriage. Yeah. You know, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd forgotten that that was practiced by, by a lot of places around here. But but no, like the, the wives have to, you know, walk the straight and narrow, right? So she's she's been trained that she's basically there to serve her husband her whole life. She's basically like, you know, given by her parents to Josh Duggar um, because he's this like Christian superstar at this point, right? I mean, and, part of me can feel a little bad for her because of the circumstance, you know, the environment that she was put into. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I'm sorry. Well, at this point, also at this point, they've got, I think, six or seven kids together already at this point. Do you think part of it is that I she's mean, worried about, like, finances? Is, was he well, the primary? Definitely, definitely. Because she's never had a job in her life. And Josh, he, yeah, he had his own car lot. He, you know, he had he had worked for that political action committee. The, the guy's got money, you know. Right. Like they lived on the land of of Josh's parents, Josh's like family land, the Duggar, the Duggar farm or whatever you call it, yeah. compound ranch, whatever it is. Um, you know, she doesn't have anywhere else really to go. I, I feel like her her parents are probably even standing by Josh because you know they've kind of hitched. Wait, the hitched parents are too. I mean, I don't know that for okay. sure, but he he was staying with like a friend of that family, like when he was released. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a friend, like a, a friend of of Anna's family. Okay, are there anyone? Is there any part of this family, any member, who has vocally condemned him? The uh, most of his siblings have really distanced themselves from him. I didn't say distanced. I they said not adamantly, condemned. vocally, vociferously. They've condemned his actions. Okay. So they can separate the action from the person? None of them have come out and said, like, I'm condemning my brother. They will condemn his actions. They've distanced themselves from him. They, they don't talk about him. They don't support him. But they're not coming out and condemning him. I feel like there's a baseline level of condemnation you should be able to get to for somebody that's diddling kids. Oh, I completely agree. Like, like this guy, like, I almost, like, I almost, I hesitate to say this because YouTube, like, doesn't like when you say stuff like this, but... I just string him up. I mean, it'd be the quick solution. You know, like like when you've had this many, like when you have molested children since you were fourteen, since you were fourteen, and then you know you're into this like really like dark area of child pornography. Like I don't mean it's not like, this is like extra dark. I want you dark. to wrap your head around that for a second. You just said a dark area of child pornography. Yeah. Right. That's like the darkest you can get. And somehow he found a little corner. Which worse. That's even worse. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. 
That's that is how bad that stuff was. I'm not going to go into detail and the about best it. These pe- oh, the, no it turns want, my stomach. No one wants those details. But you can find it out there if you want to find like the There's the, like graphic the, details about Not graphic, but there's explanations of some of the things that happen in these videos. Was it like so violent? Bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I wouldn't say violent, violent, but definitely torture. Oh dear God. Um Yeah, let's not go into it. But she knows this and she is still supporting him. She thinks it is her She's supporting him. She thinks it is her her religious religious mandate to support her husband. Yes. Like I was looking at kitty torture porn. Look, I mean, the best I can say is I think this woman's brainwashed, right? I mean, a lot of people, a lot of religions are brainwashed. You'd think this would break her out of it. If, if that couldn't, nothing You happened. would think the instinct to protect your own children exactly. would break you out of that. Right. right? Because. Yeah, they, do they have, what, six kids together, you said? God, I don't even remember. I think it's maybe eight at this point. I think I had seven and she was pregnant again. How is she not worried I mean, about her own children? Like, does she think that this- at least the state is because when he was released on bond, he wasn't allowed to be around them. Well, thank God someone is actually thinking. Yeah, because uh, but I, the thing is though, I think they, she was he was allowed to be around them as long as she was present. But like, uh, I'm sorry, she's that, kind of that's, pushover. No, you know, no, like, no, no, no. You need like a state representative. He need you know nowhere near those children without close any children ever. Yeah, for the rest of his life. Yeah, that'd be probably the safe bet. There, there was a s- terrible article talking about like how Josh had had said he was, you know, having a a rough birthday because he couldn't see his kids in prison. Oh, poor Josh! My heart goes out to him. Fuck this guy! Right? Like, wh- who like would even was, think that he was know? actually upset that he didn't have access to children when yeah. he was in? Couldn't see his kids. So is he just sitting in jail awaiting sentencing now? Yeah. Yep. And I like I hope they give him everything they can give him. And about twenty years, you said is the max. Looks to be it. Maybe there's they can get around that. But like what I read is they they generally just sentence you for the the worst of the two crimes. Like if there's one like lesser crime, one more serious crime, they they sentence you for the more serious of the two. But hopefully they'll maybe they can give him twenty years for both. You know, forty years. Keep in there as long as they can. Maybe they could find the parents of those children in the pictures and just put him in a room with them for a little bit. You know, I, I say that though, you gotta think like a lot of times the, it's these, the, parents the parents themselves that do it. Yeah, I, that's a dark place. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanna say like, like I, I'm not saying that a lot of people say this, but I, I've heard a lot of people that's just how I feel. I've heard people argue, not necessarily in his defense, but in other people's defense. Like they'll say, why is possession of child pornography like what harm does so, it do? What harm is it? Is it a victimless crime? This is not a victimless crime. It is not. A you are victimizing crime. every time someone looks at that, shares it, whatever. That child is being victimized again. Like I don't know. Just like as as a parent, it it um, this case, like doing this one, really like bothered me. Honestly. Um, I know we, we've talked about, like, like we get into these uh, cases sometimes where kids get um, abducted and we're trying to, like, you know, solve that mystery. And we're going to touch on, like, you know, this person was, was a, a, a child abuser or something like that, mm-hmm. right? But this guy, like, this is, this is him. This is his identity. He is, like, 
like 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 he was known for this like for being a famous person uh part of this famous family but now like you you've come to find out like this this religion this this conservative christianity that's never what defined him like his whole life it's it's been like chasing this 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 crap yeah you know like obviously obviously it's always been that because he started this at 14 and he went, he's, how many times has he gone through treatment for something to do with sex? Well, like, I'm sure it's just an obsession at this point. Right. You know, and like, obviously like with Ashley Madison thing, when he admitted he was addicted to pornography, like. He just didn't say what kind. He of didn't say what kind. Like this is going on. Hadn't been going on way back then. Probably has gone on since, you know, since then, like, like since he gained access to a computer and figured out how to get around whatever, you know, I don't mean I don't say firewall, but like whatever like how, protections how you, they have. Right? How do you even get access to child pornography without getting on like an FBI radar or something? I mean, well, obviously got on something because the marshals arrested him. But who, who knows? So I'm guessing his um, at, the, at, a, at the very minimum, his reality TV days are over. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's say like put together like a last chance you for pedos. God, I, he can't be on anything. Like, like the only thing I will see on TV is his public execution at this point. Yeah, I think that's pretty sound bet. Um, but you, you know, and you've got to. Can we like talk about like is TLC like are are they guilty for any of this? I mean. They made this guy famous, and sure, they cut him out. I don't when they, think they, but they didn't know. And the moment they, they know, did, they, they like, stopped. They still, right? like when they when it comes out, like you still got a Duggar show. I think it's strange that they started another Duggar show after they had to get rid of the other one because of because of Josh. Right? Yeah, they started new one up. But though that second show was actually with one of the victims, wasn't it? Two. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. I mean, and you know, that's you know, like. I guess that's commendable, but what, like, you're going to tell victims that they can't be no, on public television no, no, because no, 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 they're no. associated with their with their abuser. That makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. I just feel like I just feel like TLC's still cashing in on it, right? I mean, clearly they are. Well, not now. They've canceled it all. Oh, now. Okay, like Work. at some point you have to just like you know cut ties and. But it, it seems it really unfair to me to, to to say that they can't have their own show because they were abused. No, you're you're very right. I just. And it's it's really. It, I mean, I'm sure that the network studios' motivations had nothing to do with caring about giving the a voice to victims, right? No, I don't think it did either. I think they were just sort of cashing on the Duggar cashing name, cashing on just as much as they like. They're cashing on their suffering just as much as anyone else was. Right. right. Um, I have I have no problem with anything that like you know what if if Jill Jessa any of these victims want to defend him, that is fine. That's your no, prerogative, right? Um, Jim Bob and Michelle, though, like you need to keep your damn mouth shut. What have they said about it since then? I mean, they've they've sort of gone quiet more recently, but they were they were defending him for a long time. You know, like even like after the that, child pornography allegations, they weren't defending his actions. They're standing by him. You know, I say allegations, like, conviction at this point. Right? Well, uh, I don't think anything after conviction, but you know, after the allegations, uh, like they were saying stuff like you know, like. Like, you know, like, he needs to, to get back to God, like the devils. <laughs> that was like they're blaming on the devil, but, you know, like, this is obviously, I mean, like, he's like, he's fallen and he's dead. I mean, how old are they at this point? They're, they're grandparents. They've got to be in their 70s or something, late 60s, early 70s. They're not going to change at this point. No, they're not. They're not. 
Though there was um in twenty fourteen. Now, granted, this is before uh, this goes goes big in the news, right? Yeah. It, it had happened after the 20, 2006 police reports, but before the In Touch Weekly um, ad, uh, there was a robocall that went out in Arkansas um, that Michelle Duggar did. She recorded it. And this is a, um, it's about um, like transgender rights and equality. And there was a law being passed. Um, one of the bathroom laws? One of the bathroom okay. laws, right. And basically she's just sending out a robocall Saying, you know, we can't let um, let these men go into our female protected areas. And uh, I'm not going to get in on one side over that because, like, we don't want to talk about politics here. Yeah, we're going to try to avoid um, that. But how do you come out and say you're protecting these children from <laughs> when you're living with an abuser? When you've raised a child abuser, like, how does that? Well, oh, this was the mother. I thought I thought we were talking about the uh, the wife. No, no, this is the mother. Okay. This is the mother, right? And like she knows, she knows what he's done. Like she knew this at the time of making that. This was twenty fourteen. Holy shit! Yeah, the audacity is... it takes. How how do you how does that come out of your mouth? Like, is little Josh allowed to use the bathroom? <laughs> I mean, there's an argument that maybe he shouldn't be, but no, no. And you're talking about these people like having a legal right to go into the bathroom and you know possibly abuse your children. You're not protecting your children. How about how instead of worrying about, about that? This, I mean, you know what? You can comment on political stuff if you want to, Michelle. But when you're getting into child abuse, you need to shut your damn mouth. Well, she seemed to be worried you know, more like, about hypothetical abusers than, than the real, than the real one. one in her home. Yeah. That's a new brand of hypocrisy. So, yeah. Those birds are really killing our, like, dark aesthetic. They are. I, I, I don't know if it's picked up on the mic, but we do have some birds outside. Yeah. Like, like we look like we're, like, down in a deep cellar here. And right. Also, we got some birds outside. Really, there's, like, a bird, like, two feet that way. Yeah. So. And everyone assumes, like, this is, like, like, down in the deep of night, us talking about this stuff with our lighting. No, nope, broad daylight. Yeah, it's the the magic of a <laughs> of a cheap studio. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, um, I guess that about wraps this up. I I can't talk about these people anymore. I'm getting worn out on it. It is some sick, twisted shit. Um, if you would like to give us any feedback or suggest, didn't we say we were gonna like? Wasn't the last thing we said before we started this episode? We we're gonna do this in the. We're we gonna do that in the middle this time. We didn't. We did not. Uh, but again, maybe we can. I can edit it anyway. Can we splice one in? Yeah. If you're hearing this at the end and there was one in the middle, you'll know that you know I we that. fixed it. Yeah. Um, but like, if you if you enjoyed this episode, if you want to uh, suggest something for us to cover, if you got any feedback for us, uh, if you're on YouTube, you can leave a comment. You could like and subscribe. We'd love that. Um, if you're not on YouTube, you could. Uh, we'll definitely still subscribe. You can reach us through email, factandsuspicion at gmail.com. Twitter at and suspicion. We'd love to hear from you and we'd love it. You know, if you like our show, tell somebody about it, you know, especially please. that last part. Yeah. Like the, tell the, somebody. the best way to help us, if you want to support the show, is just to tell people about it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we would love that. Um, and you know, any, anytime we, we get some feedback from you guys, we love to hear it. We love to know people are listening. Um, we appreciate it. We know we've 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 been on a pretty dark topic. This one, not to say a lot of them aren't dark, but this is this is probably the worst one uh, we've done. Well, we've had some pretty twisted shit, but maybe 
Now this one, this one for me has been the hardest one to cover. Anyway, I think that should wrap up the episode. All right. Thank you for listening, for watching, and we will see you hopefully next week. Take care.